What's up, everybody? Welcome into the pod at the Palace. Scotty Borderline and Curtis Wilkerson here. Um, Arkansas lost to Vanderbilt, so there's that. Uh, and here we are to talk about it. Thought they took a step forward. Maybe they did. They took, you can't even call it two steps back. It was like just a, like falling off of a cliff. Um, just an incredibly disappointing uh, game, effort, performance, all those things. Again, in Fayetteville, uh, 85 to 82. Um, weird game. Arkansas is up by 10 early. They get down by as many as 16 with like six minutes to go. They rally back uh, and, and fall short. And so here we are, my friend. Shout out to the sickos out there who are tuning into this podcast because, uh, yeah, this is just an incredibly difficult team to get any kind of a, a feel for what they're all about. Um, very inconsistent. I, I thought at the very bare minimum that maybe Arkansas was past the point of the whole we're not going to play hard tonight thing, uh, yeah. but they're not. Uh, they they. Caleb Battle said it best, did not have the juice in this game against Vanderbilt, and they fall to 14-14 and 14 on the season, 5-10 and 10 in SEC play. They just lost to a team that had won seven games all year and, and two in the league. Um, ugly, arguably the worst loss of the Muscleman era, and um, no silver linings, no excuses, just sucked all the way around. Not good. Um, Arkansas lost now back-to-back home games against Vanderbilt. And if you go to hogstats.com and look at the series results, Arkansas overall has lost three straight to Vanderbilt. Jerry Stackhouse owns Eric Musselman, and maybe we need to go back to the NBA days to see what uh, what Stack's record was against Musk. He's, he's got his number. Clearly. Ellis, Ellis, I think that's what you need to look up. <laughs> We've got our producer, Andrew Ellis, is here, uh, is here working, working the boards. <laughs> yeah. Good luck finding that out. <laughs> Google. <laughs> <laughs> just uh go to look yeah. at uh stat muse maybe i don't know uh, we're grasping at straws here man yeah i mean what the hell do you guys want us to say at this point jerry uh, stackhouse I, had it on we predicted that he did he, he looked he great had it on he somehow pulled off a suit that was like three or four different shades of silver and made it work and he came out there, put his feet up on your couch and some white high tops. He did that. He just, you know, like Curtis, I don't like I don't know how much we want to like actually dive into the game itself. Um, Ken Palm box score, you know, it's got the win probability mm-hmm. um, deal. It's sad because I, I normally only do this when we talk about how sunburned Missouri's Ken Palm page is. Yep. I'm going to show you the. Um, the win probability chart on uh, for this Arkansas Vanderbilt game. Oh, good. You see that? Yeah. Fantastic. This says that Vanderbilt had a six point seven percent chance to win the game when Arkansas was up twenty to eleven with eleven twenty four left in the first half. I thought that Arkansas was just going to blow those cats out of the building. It sure looked that way. Jeremiah Davenport, I think. KB hit a couple free throws, and then Jeremiah Davenport hit a right corner three. Arkansas was up twenty to ten. The ball movement was, the ball movement was great early, and after J after JD hit that three, I think I leaned over to you and said, 
I'm going to make a prediction that we get a team pass total tonight from Eric after the game. We ended up talking to Eric for four minutes. Yeah, we did not get a team pass total from Eric after the game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it looked like Arkansas was just going to run away with this one, and they should have. Uh, like you mentioned, they got up 20-11 to 11 there. Battle scored like 11 of the first 15 points. He was getting to the mm-hmm. line. He was in pure demon mode Oh, still yeah. Yeah, Vandy, the, had, nothing, Vandy had nothing for him. I mean, yeah, yeah. 36 points, uh, 9 of 17. That's efficient. Uh, four of ten from for three after starting 0 of four, uh, 14 of 17 at the free throw line. Uh, he was, I mean, three assists, three steals. He was great in every facet of the game, aside from a half dozen turnovers after uh, yeah. after you gave him the pat on the back <laughs> for having one turnover in like the entire month of February. He heard yeah. that and then thought he would uh, make an ass out of you and himself. So KB, uh, <laughs> he. The final box says that he drew twelve fouls tonight, which is that's Mason Jones territory there. That I think, it is or Trey Young car crash territory. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, free throw merchant type stuff we're talking about here. Um I bet like four or five of those came in the, the early minutes and I'm like, KB's just gonna do it again and he's gonna he's just gonna kinda spark the offense and um He had he had fifteen just, points at halftime. And I tweeted out, how many points does Battle have to score for Arkansas to win this game? Oh, I saw the, the, your mentions were like all of them. And They're, somebody else yes. said a million. Yeah, more than 36 is the answer. Yeah. So I'm not going to do the uh, Caleb Battle scored 36, but it wasn't enough. Like no, somebody no. else can do something. Yeah, and, and nobody else did. And, and that's, that's the disappointing was, part was, about it. L was... L had 19. L had 19. L hit three threes. Um, those are those are obviously positives. Shot I know above fifty percent. Yeah, I know that you took the uh, shots defended, and uh, that probably wasn't pretty for him. Did he did he score more points than he gave up? I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I should have charted that. It was tough scenes for him on the defensive end. Yeah, uh, you got. Up. You got 15 out of Mark. It was a hollow 15, very mm-hmm. hollow 15. Three of 11 for 15. Yeah, he's hurt. He's yeah. not right. Um, just just did not look good. And, and quite honestly, I, I question why he was in the game at, at certain points. Yeah. Um, the front court was a complete no-show. Makai, zero points. Zero. Nothing. No points. No Bushka for Makai Mitchell. Um, that's not going to get it done. In 19 minutes, Chandler Lawson was a no-show. He had two points. Jeremiah Davenport gave him that drop off, and when he was the middleman in the zone, he dunked it. That was it, mm-hmm. uh, points wise. He had no rebounds. Chandler Lawson in this game. Uh, you wound up playing Trevin Brazil seventeen minutes, um, kind of because you had to, because you wanted to early, because because you had to late. Um, you know, he had seven points. He had a three, had six rebounds. That, that's all fine. He did foul out and just had the one of the lowest IQ plays I can recall seeing. There's um, a difference in trying season. to wolf somebody. Yeah. And what he did, which was would have been applauded by Sam Pittman yeah. in terms of like running through somebody's body, taking them to the ground kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it was just there was like I think four seconds left on the shot clock when that foul took place. Mm-hmm. One possession game, four seconds left in the shot clock. He because of that play, leaves the game, and Jeremiah Davenport's the low man on the on the free throw there. Um, couple of misses, 
and then Vin Allen Lubin goes basically untouched to the rim, grabs an offensive board, and somebody lays a finger on him and one ball game. Ball game. The end. Uh, Vin Allen Lubin, who is going to be on the uh, the Natty State Sports Portal Big Board tomorrow morning um, because he sunned Arkansas's front court the entire game. Any any big man who is mobile, like who can who can just actually move, that's Makai Mitchell's kryptonite. Yeah, uh, had nothing for him. Just driving right by him like he wasn't even there. Uh, just going right around him to to crash the glass and get boards. Um, it, I mean, it was just a mismatch. So I mean, you look at, um, I think Eric got asked about, you know, he didn't do pre, uh, pre-game availability on Zoom. So on the radio show, Eric's like, you know, and it was, it was fairly obvious. Like Vandy's got three guys who have beating hearts and they go for 19, 21, and 22. And 62 then, of their 85 points. And then somebody's uncle, Paul Lewis, also added 11 points. And I just – I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Like, Vandy went into this game last in the SEC in in-league offensive efficiency. They were scoring 96.1 points per 100 possessions. And then they made – what was it, four threes? Yep, four of 16. Four threes, and they scored 85 on the road. Arkansas – yeah, they shot 50.9% from the field. They shoot sub-40 on the year. Um, they went to the free throw line 32 times. Arkansas, Arkansas couldn't keep him in front. The man, John kid for Vanderbilt, th- there wasn't a person in that gym that could keep that kid in front. And, yeah. uh, they were just getting to the foul line. I mean, 32 free throws. That's, uh, you know, Arkansas had 31, but, um, Arkansas can't shoot either. And, and they do a lot of other things very poorly. So they have to win the, uh, the free throw battle. And they didn't, um, you know, when Arkansas got up 10 in this game, Jerry Stackhouse showed his own. Yeah. And uh, speaking of kryptonite, you know, Arkansas had nothing for it. Uh, you mentioned it. Like after that point, they uh, made one of their final 17 shots of the first yeah. half. Opened the game seven for 10, closed one for 17. Yeah. Um, the 10 point lead dissipates. They give up the uh, the pull up jumper at the buzzer to go down four at halftime. Vanderbilt comes out on a 6 0 run, you know, to get it to double digits to start the second half. Um, and then it was just kind of a lackluster effort until the final few minutes there. And, and it was just a flurry that, that just wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, man. I mean, it, it, the, <clears throat> Arkansas gets up 10 early. And then at the 6.07 mark in the second half, Vandy's up by 16. Yep. So after your hot start, you get outscored <clears throat> by Vanderbilt. 7-20 and 20 overall, 2-12 and 12 in the league. They are a missed triple jump away against Texas A&M from having one league win over Missouri over Missouri um like a team that scores 66 points per game on the season scored 50 in the second half in Bud Walton Arena yeah um yeah whatever it just sucked um and it's, as, uh, as you as you so poetically said on the post game show doesn't matter yeah exactly it doesn't matter yeah, we we got into the details for a few minutes but yeah it, it doesn't matter um it's just Jerry Stackhouse and Vanderbilt came and and put the final dagger in this just brutal season. Yeah. Um, you know, the momentum you thought you had, it's over. I thought Andrew made a really good point in the postgame show about, you know, is this the, the worst loss of, you know, the season or the Muscleman era or whatever it might be? Well, 
Yeah, I agree. Like given, you know, like they got their ass beat many times in Bud Walton Arena this year, but more than 30 points by Auburn, more than 30 by Tennessee, double digits, South Carolina, uh, lost a freaking UNC Greensboro. Uh, but given where you're at in the season, uh, with the momentum that you thought you built and the calendar getting ready to flip to March, and then you lose to just a, a piss poor Vanderbilt team like that uh, at home for your sixth, you know, home loss of the year, that just, uh, boy, that can't happen. And it's, you're, I mean, what is it about Vanderbilt that just has Arkansas's number? Great segue, Curtis. Someone give me their mic. Come, come, come get in the I mic. Have, come come spit into the mic right now, Ellis, because I you have, found the stat. I found <laughs> the stat. Get, get I found here. stats, Curtis. I got years worth of evidence here. So back in 1999-98, or 98-99, Eric Musselman was an assistant coach in Orlando, Stack was kind of early in his career right there, averaged 11, 3, and 3 against him. The next year, Stack's role grows a little bit, right? In four games against Muss, 22, 5, and 6. Better shooting splits, feeling pretty good. Now Muss is a head, or an assistant coach in Atlanta. That's when Stack really started finding his groove. Goes for 32, 7, and 6 on 45, 42, 83 splits. Uh, then the next year... This is where this is the real key here. The next year, Musk still in Atlanta, still coaching against him. He averages twenty one point three, but eight point seven assists. He was dishing the ball out. He he had cracked the code of Eric Musselman, Sherry, and that was the Sherry most assists he averaged against any team all year. It was at eight point seven. Uh, then a couple years later, whenever Musk is the head coach in Golden State, he averages twenty two and six and a half. You know, fair enough. Uh, and then the next year, he was kind of a role player by that point. Averaged he went eight for it went. Eight two and two in twenty one minutes in the only game he played against them, and then he faced him as uh, late in his career. Went for thirteen three and three against the Kings. Jerry Stackhouse has owned him for a while. He's had a lot of good games over Muss. Won the last three against him. Frozone got him. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. There we go. Hell of a cameo right there. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm good. I've still I got mean, a it's alert. just. Uh, is wild behavior from Arkansas uh, to, to lose this game. And, I mean, you, you look at this team, and again, like 14-14, and 14, incredibly disappointing. 5-10 uh, in SEC play, incredibly disappointing. But the most disappointing thing to me is how they played in Bud Walton Arena. Like, I just – six losses in that building and just, just so uncompetitive in, in several of them. And for whatever reason, this team just tends to show more heart or have more juice to take a line from Caleb Battle uh, on the road than they do at home. And, you know, the the place was less than half full against Vanderbilt, and, and rightfully so, given, you know, how both of these two teams have played. But I just don't understand how the most controllable thing for a basketball team or basketball player can be the most inconsistent with a team, especially in a place where the momentum is generated for you by thousands of people cheering for you and, and trying to push you forward. Like that's why they call it home court advantage. Right. And uh, they just don't bring it at home. And I, I just, uh, I don't know why. And after battle said they didn't have the juice, I asked him why. And he didn't have an answer either. And like he said, like if, if they knew, then it wouldn't be a problem. It was like, a, uh, you remember after the 
Lipscomb game in North Little Rock. I asked Tremont Mark about the personality of the of the team or the identity, and he was like, "I don't have an answer for you right now." Very similar vibe. That just what was that three months? Yeah, two month, two plus December. months later. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. uh, it's pretty unbelievable. Like Arkansas lost six games at home this year. Last year they lost three. Year before that one. The year before that one. And then I believe in Eric's first season they lost four. So Arkansas only lost four home games. Eric's first year when they were playing a guy the size of basically Caleb Battle at the at the five. Right. But like that team should have lost more home games, but it didn't because it freaking played hard every freaking night. Yep. And it's so frustrating that there's just been all this chippiness between Arkansas and Vanderbilt lately. We all, we all remember last year at Vandy, everything that went down. And this game got started off the exact same way where you've got – I've never seen a triple tech before. Yeah. There's just one – I've just never seen it. Um, and Who was it for – Devo and KB got yeah. the text for Arkansas. I don't remember who it was for, uh, for Vanderbilt, but – uh, yeah, like you've got that for whatever reason. There's some animosity and edge to those games, and then you just get beat by them. <laughs> like I, I just think we remember last year it was a very similar situation where Arkansas was up double digits, and it's you know getting a little bit physical and a little bit chippy, and then they had the whole situation where AB shoots like seven free throws in a row with the technicals, and he's doing the tear thing to the Vanderbilt student section, and they just came out and they just sunned them. In the yeah. second half, the Liam Robbins dude was going nuts. They didn't have anything for Jordan Wright. They just got out physical and out manned. Um, and then it's just kind of the it was kind of the same thing. Like Vanderbilt just became the most confident team in the world, and uh, they knew they could get to the rim whenever they wanted to. They were playing with confidence. They had Arkansas back on their heels, and it was it was crickets in Bud Walton Arena until the very end. And, and again, it was just too little, too late. But um, man, just. Uh, I just I have no idea how we got here. You yeah, know, we, I don't know. I'll, I'll speak to the chippiness thing for just a second too. I will go on record as being a guy who loves that, love the chippiness, love the emotion of the game. Guys showing their personality and showing that you know, like you can you can say you can say things to me, but I'm going to give it back to you type of deal. Arkansas's last two games have been chippy. The last two teams that Arkansas has played, Missouri and Vanderbilt, those teams are like Missouri and Vanderbilt, they start chirping, leave it alone. You know what I mean? Like I kind of mm -hmm. get it from the Missouri standpoint, given like what we know Yeah. Um, about Missouri from, you know, the, the rumor standpoint or whatever. Um, but like just, Arkansas should just not worry with that and just like brush it off or whatever. But Arkansas is not in a position to do that. No. Like they are not that much better than those two teams. Clearly. They're not. Yeah. And maybe we should have seen this Vandy game coming because Arkansas fooled around with Missouri for far too long. They did. Yeah. Yeah, At they home. absolutely did. At home. Losing to a soon to be 0 and 18 Missouri team um, midway through the second half on your home floor after several encouraging performances in a row. Um, I just, I hate playing the, like we should have seen it coming 
uh, because we talked about it. We thought Arkansas, this team was past the trying, just trying part of it. Well, we thought bare minimum they'd win this game. Yeah. It was another <laughs> because, one of the just do a little bit more than show up. Yep. Arkansas, they, just, they didn't show up until seven minutes left in the game. No. No, they didn't. Um, I wonder where, just looking at this box, like, I wonder where Devo was. Yeah, valid. Um, he played 13 minutes mm-hmm. in this game. Was was largely ineffective while he was in there, but he didn't play the last 17 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, yeah. What do you think it was that got him on the sideline? Because like no he, idea. it wasn't like that. He was just <laughs> like he got pulled out of the game and went and sat on the bench. Like and well, I'm not I'm not looking too much into this, but he like he was sitting on the floor like the rest of the game. Yeah, I charted him, gave up one bucket on three shots <laughs> defended, and he had like four potential assists. So like, what was it? Well, I remember he came out to start the second half, and he was chucking it. Um, that was the one thing that stood out to me because I remember looking over at you guys and saying, yeah, Diva went in the locker room at halftime and said, don't worry, boys, I got this. <laughs> he just came out right away, and he just looked aggressive. He was hunting his shot. Yeah. And then, like, 90 seconds later, he was out of the game. So I don't know if that's just not what they wanted from him or if he said something or if he pulled a hamstring. I have no idea. Um, but I, I found that curious. And uh, again, the, like the, the front court just got dominated there. It's whatever. Um, the guys couldn't get it done at home against uh, one of the worst power conference teams in the country. And so it just it kind of begs the question at this point, like, what now? I mean, what now for this team? Because, you know, like Musk said, um, and it made me want to just rip my head, like, actually off of my shoulders. And I say that all the time at home to my kids. I'm like, this made me so mad. I want to take my head off and throw it. I just wanted, but, to, I wanted to, to rip my head off and go dunk it uh, through the hoop back on the floor. When Must said, back to the drawing board. It's like you're, you're 28 games in the season. The next time you play is March. There is no drawing board to go back to at this point. But he's right, <laughs> you know. So I'm not mad at him because he's wrong. He's right. Yeah. But it's like, damn it! Why haven't this team been able to figure it out? Um, I mean, what are they gonna do now? <laughs> per, like Muscle was asked that question, and it was just the best coach speak answer I've ever heard. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get ready for Kentucky, and then we're gonna get ready for LSU, and then we're gonna get ready for Alabama. So the end and then it was like if there's a game after that we'll get ready for that one too yep it's like you do have at least one more <laughs> uh so i i don't know man um i don't know it's, it's been the most difficult i think recording we've ever had to do because like it, at some point there's just not there's nothing left to say yeah about this other than we all agree that it stinks and, and we all agree that it's disappointing and we all agree that it's just baffling, um, you know, the the ups and downs and the inconsistencies and the lack of answers. Um, I might be most disappointed that we had to wait until 8 p.m. for this to start. Facts like on that. Start. I mean, it's uh, as, I, I, Ellis, as I look right now, it's 12.31 a.m. As, as we're Ellis recording this. Earlier today, waiting all day for Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's currently 1231 AM. I would like to be in bed. Um, and I would like to be doing this pod after a win 
Like, and all you had to do was beat Vanderbilt, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think that got, was asking for too much. They've got three beating hearts and Jerry Stackhouse, and apparently that's more than enough. Yep. You got a 36-point performance from one of your guys at home, and you lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What the hell do you people want from us? <laughs> We're trying over here. <laughs> I mean, what 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 now for the Razorbacks? They they play four more games, and the season's over. I mean, that's... They prepare for Kentucky. Yeah. And then after that, they prepare for LSU. <laughs> I can't even finish it. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So, it, it, you know, I think that maybe if, if we're really looking hard for a silver lining, uh, Arkansas will probably get an opportunity to avenge this loss Wednesday night in Nashville against Vanderbilt at the SEC tournament. Yeah. That's all I got. That's fair. I, uh, I don't even really want to say this out loud. But, like, I enjoyed watching Caleb Battle for yeah. the most part. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just, he's just, he's in a mode, and I could have just done with, like, half the turnovers. Would have been nice. Like, just half. Just half. Because I, I was talking about, he, like, this month he had one turnover going into tonight's game, and then he had six. Um, so it's like, you, did KB play well? Yeah. Like, they wouldn't have been in the game without him. Um, but who knows what they could have done on those six possessions where the ball gets turned over. And, and like I feel like they had 13 as a team. He had six of them. Yeah. You I know? mean, he took 17 shots. I feel like he should have taken 25. And I feel like some of his turnovers were him not wanting to keep chucking it. Like, I remember a couple times he, he was on a break or kind of had numbers and he just – maybe forced the issue on passes that weren't there when he had a lane to the rim or had the pull-up available. It was almost like he was trying to be unselfish on yeah. some of those turnovers. Hell with that, dude. Let it fly. Yeah. Go Mason Jones on him. Right. I mean, why not? Yeah. I um, did try. I had him with seven potential assists, which is more than I thought. So he was he was sharing it pretty well. It was yeah. like him and L almost had like a nice two-man game going for a little bit when Arkansas was clawing back from – I thought it was 15 down. I think I said that on the post-game show, but it was actually 16. Um, those two guys helped get them back in the game, but I just don't know how you get – you go from up 10 to down 16 to Vandy on your home floor. I just don't, I just don't know how you let that happen. But nothing, it's just – it's this team in a nutshell. Yep. Like nothing is surprising. Um I mean, they're 28 games in, and they still don't know who they are. Yeah, and and now they get to to go to Rupp to uh, to play a Kentucky team that just scored 200 points on Alabama uh, in that building last weekend, and uh, they had a, a hell of a win over Mississippi State Tuesday night, uh, buzzer beater from Reed Shepard. Uh, so they're you know they took a loss to LSU, but they've they've bounced back pretty nicely from that. Um, I have no expectations of Arkansas going into Rupp Arena and winning that game. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they if they if they played really well down there. Um, but again, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just kind of where we're at with this season, and uh, it's been disappointing. But uh, you know, we'll see what they do the rest of the way here, and uh, then it's uh, going to be a an eventful off season. So um, with that. Friday, make sure you tune into the Pod of the Palace because we are going to have a guest on the show uh, that will be interesting and intriguing to hear from, and we're excited about that. Who has um, experience winning in Rupp Arena? Who has experience winning in Rupp Arena? So it, that'll be fun, and uh, and we're probably going to be doing a 
uh, fairly hefty cleanup and addition segment of the portal board because some of the guys that we have up there they're coming off and uh, and some new additions are going to be made so yeah uh, be on the lookout for that uh maybe it won't about be as doing, depressing i thought about doing a live addition to the board like i think that would be y'all looking at like the back side of me would be more interesting than hearing me talk about losing to vanderbilt rumor has it people like looking at the back side of you so you i don't know. know i think that capper stopped capping <laughs> All right. I mean, we just talked about a loss of Vanderbilt for a half hour. You got anything else? No, we we set the like 30 minutes. Yeah, that was our goal coming into it. And, and we made it. It wasn't easy. Uh, thank God for Ellis stepping in with the with the Stackhouse versus Must numbers. Otherwise, we would have been no doubt. We'd have been in bad yeah, shout out to there. him, too, for the Taco Bell. I'm going to eat the Taco Bell and then I'm going to finish off this cosmic stardust energy drink and do something. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. To, to get on the site. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, again, in all seriousness, everyone who listens to the show, everyone who's continued to rock with us through uh, through this wildness, thank you. Uh, continue to do that. It'll be well worth it at some point, even if you don't believe it now. But uh, we feel the way you feel, and, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the Razorbacks feel equally as bad after that loss, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But for Scotty Borland, it's been Curtis Wilkerson with Natty State Sports, and Rain or snow, sun or dark, it doesn't matter. We'll be back on Friday. The show must go on. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon.